Somebody tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor right beside you, you made it in. Come on, somebody, give God a big clap offering. You may be seated. You know, it's so great to be found in a house of worship. Amidst all the things that we could be, or places we could be, places that we could actually be right now thinking that we're really enjoying ourselves, you could be found in a house of worship. I'd like to really encourage you to tell someone right beside you, look at somebody in the eyes, and tell them you're not here by chance. But you are here by God's divine purpose and calling in your life. Now, how many of us believe that right now? Can we give God a big clap offering? You know, God, out of God's grace, he made it so perfect. He woke you up this morning. He prepared your hearts to be found in a house of worship. You could have easily said, you know what, today is my day off. I'm not going to go to church. I'm just going to stay home. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to watch some football. Who said that this morning? Okay, don't, don't admit it. Don't admit it. But let me just say, there'll probably be a game when you get home. But the thing I want to say really, really encourage you this morning is, God paved this way so that you could be found in his presence. Because in his presence, there is peace. There is perfect peace. And his presence, there is so much joy. It just gives you and I the encouragement or the boost to look forward or lift up our head, look forward, because his, our redemption draweth nigh. You know, our theme this year, if you look up on the banners there, it says, strive where? In the spirit. Strive in the spirit. When we strive, we begin to learn and understand what it means, what it is. It causes you to contend. It causes you to pray. It causes you and I to walk. We talked last week about being focused. Well, this morning, I want to talk about the pattern. Strive in the spirit by following God's pattern. Somebody say the word pattern. The word pattern means to be an illustration that you and I can follow. It says, or be used as an example. Thank you. Be the picture painted to show others what you're trying to say or teach. Let me say that again. The word pattern means to be an illustration. Be used as an example. Be the picture painted to, to show others what you're trying to say or teach. Then I just put a note here. It says, let the colors be bright and let it define the details of what you're trying to say or of that picture. Let the colors be bright. How many of you draw a picture and you like to use different type of colors? Yeah, because the more colors, it begins to define or bring out what you're trying to say. And so God, in all his awesomeness, he gave us the power of his word. And in that, he gave us his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ painted you and I the perfect picture of a sacrifice. Because if, if it had not been Jesus, the son of the living God, coming as a sacrifice, you and I would be condemned. 
John 3, 17, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Jesus Christ, help me somebody, might be saved. Salvation. That word salvation also means Yahweh. Yahweh means Jesus. Jesus actually means Savior. Can you say that word with me? Savior. That's who he is. Many a times we describe going to church as uh, just being good. You feel righteous. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags. So how important is our righteousness? Righteousness actually means right standings in God. Doing what is right according to the word of God. Not opposing, but being obedient. We have the book found in our bookstore right there. It's called The Power of Obedience. If you know how to operate in the power of obedience, God will allow grace and favor to run in your life. Somebody say, I received that. So let's dive into scripture this morning. Let's go with me into the book of Philippians. Not Philippines, Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. Uh, we read several scriptures last week, all the way down to verse 14. So let's pick this up in verse number 15. I'm reading from the NLT translation. Thank you. And it reads, let all who are spiritually matured agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And learn from those who follow our example. Now, now let me go back to verse 15, please. Because he says like this. Let all who are spiritually matured. The word matured also means a perfect state. Not one person here is of a perfect state yet. Although it doesn't prohibit us from reaching perfection. Isn't it true? We should always want to be better than we were yesterday. Come on, somebody. If you're trying to lose weight, you want to lose a half more pound tomorrow. Or maybe a fraction of that pound. Or maybe by the end of the week, the month, or the year. You want to, whatever your goals are, I'm sorry I talk about weight. It's almost lunchtime too, so anyway. Whatever your goals are, whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever you're looking ahead for, you want to allow yourself to keep on pushing forward. Can you encourage the person beside you right there? Can you tell them, push forward, onward, and upward. Now tell somebody because the person you're talking to doesn't respond to you. Tell them, okay, second chance. Give them another chance. Tell them, push forward, onward, and upward. You and I are faced every single day, whether we like it or not, with opposition. Whether you like it or not, opposition comes to you. But how do you deal with opposition? That's the key. How you deal with opposition is what you're learning inside of you. Right now, we have several classes going on. Our youth ministry is, is on right now. And Pastor Geisen is teaching them how they can better themselves every single day. 
I want to know, God, what, what can I do to be a better person? Can I be able to be work, uh, workable or able to be submissive or able to be, uh, uh, how might you say, um, uh, loving and kind and gentle? How many of us need to, I think majority of us will raise our hand, how many of us are, need to work on our patients? Especially if you're a doctor. Okay, some of you did not catch that, but that's okay. Some of you did not. But what am I saying? I'm saying this. Patience causes us to suffer long or to have long suffering. It's one of the, the characters of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God is teaching you and I how to be more kind, how to be more passionate, how to become more loving, how to have a teachable spirit. See, if you don't have a teachable spirit, then that means a spirit of pride is inside of you. A teachable spirit allows a spirit of humility to come inside of you. And you're able to close your kulikuli kawaha or shut your mouth. I said in a Hawaiian translation. Sometimes we begin to speak and God is speaking, but we're over speaking what the message is saying. Therefore, you cannot gain wisdom. You cannot gain knowledge. There, how can you gain revelation and clarity? God grants all mankind wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But he's granted to you and I revelation and clarity. That's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now lives and abides inside of you. If anything you want to desire, you want to desire what God's revelation is for you. What clarity means to you. How much further can you understand God's word? You know, when I rededicated my life to Christ, it was such a hunger and a thirst and a desire. I grew up in a faith. I understood what it is to be around the Bible, study the Bible, and hear the Bible. But I allowed myself to be detached from that because of my mind and my eyes and my ears. Being accustomed to the world's program, I was inquisitive to find out what is it all about outside of church? Because I was always brought up in church. My grandfather's there. My parents there. But I had to have a personal relationship. Can I speak to somebody this morning? I needed a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Not the God that my grandparents served. Not the God that my father was or my mother was telling me. Not, not the God that everybody was talking about, singing about, and worshiping about. I needed to have a personal relationship with Christ Jesus myself so that I would be able to hear what he's saying to me. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? That's right. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man goes to my Father but by me. People are getting caught up, are getting caught up with religion today. They're getting caught up because of their culture or tradition or what their race is or the color of their skin. God has nothing to do with that. Those things are just man-made laws that are placed in front of you. And we use that as a religion base called righteousness. God says, no, I gave you my son. And by my son, his blood sets you free. By my son, he sanctifies you. By my son, he paid the penalty for death 
and sinned. And you can be washed, cleansed, purified, and sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. There is no name higher than the blood, than the name of Jesus. He said, by his blood. The book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11. He says, we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. If you're here this morning and you have accepted Christ Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you know that Jesus walks with you every single day. He talks with you and you can talk with him. You can sing worship and praise to him. You can begin to present all sorts of things that you and I are confronted with. Some of you don't like the way you work, the place you work. Some of you don't like the boss or your supervisor that is over, over you. Some of you don't like people that have authority in, over you, even in ministry. But I'd like to really say this to you. It's not about you. It's about the one that have called you into that area. God is about to do greater things than you can even think of or imagine. So he sent his son to give you and I an example of the believer. The Apostle Paul has wrote this text in the book of Philippians to describe to you and I how you and I can be more like him. When he said him, it wasn't about Apostle Paul. He was talking about his Savior, Jesus Christ. See, many of us have a past, and many a times we cannot go into our future because we're still holding on to our past. You can never walk into your future if you're still holding on to your past. Why? It's like a rope that is lassoed on your feet or around your neck or around your body, and it keeps you tight, keep you on a rein. But when Jesus Christ came, he says, because of my anointing, it lifts the burdens off of you and it destroys the yokes. Now he that the son is set free shall be free indeed. So my friend, if you're free today, stay free. Maintain your freedom. Fight for your salvation. Defend your faith. Study the word of God. Rise above the occasion and the opposition that every demon spirit in hell is trying to come against you to destroy the works of God in your life. But you got to know how to stand. you got to know that you're on solid ground. You're on sure foundation. Knowing who lives inside of you causes you to rise up, pull your shoulders back, stick up your chest. Some of us, our chest fell down. It's called our stomach today. So what I'm saying is, instead of a six-pack, now we have two cases. So God wants to do something great in our life. Really, I'm, I'm really, sounds like a physical body, but I'm talking about your spirit, Amen. your posture, your position, the enablement, the ability that God has given to you before you could ever understand and know it. Let me prove it to you. Go with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 in the Amplified Translation. Simple, simple illustration. And it goes like this. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Help me with the words. Born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking what? Paths which he prepared ahead of time. Somebody said ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the what? Good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. 
And if you believe that, somebody just say amen. amen. Can we just say thank you, Jesus? God made it possible. My friend, listen. He's already done it. He's doing it. And he'll continue to do it. Because he prearranged the pathways for you to be successful in life. You got to just believe it. Get a hold of it. Somebody tell your neighbor, get a grip. Let me break it down. Many a times we want to talk about what we need to get a hold of, but we can never hold on to it. We let it go. This time when you get a grip, be like a pit bull. Bite, lock down, and don't let it go. Come on, somebody. Remember the cheerleaders used to cheer that song, get that ball and hold that ball and don't let it go. Get that ball and hold that ball. Don't let it go. Let me stand up and do that. Get that ball and hold that ball. Don't let it go. But I get the best cheerleader. She used to, when I was playing football, she used to do that to me. Oh, man. That made me tear up the field. Get that ball and hold that ball. Don't let it go. Some of you got to get a hold of that word. Don't let it go. Hold on to it. When you let go of the word, that's when opposition comes. The enemy comes. He steals. He kills and destroys what God intended for you to walk in, to live in, to speak about, to walk in it and know that he set you free. God predestined your pathways to live above the storms. Be like the eagle in the, in the book of Isaiah. It says, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 down to 30. It spoke, spoke about, they, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall ride and not faint. <laughs> Excuse me, the last part. <laughs> Someone is like, wow, ride, I never know that. I think i got to get me on Harley now. They shall walk and not faint. Walk in what? Walk in the word of God. Know that you are purposed in life. God purposed you in life to be blessed. To be above. He says we are more than conquerors to them that are in Christ Jesus. Not in yourself. Not in a religion. Not in the name of an organization. Not in the name of a man. But he says they that are in Christ Jesus. The book of John chapter 15 talks about Jesus being the vine. He says, I am the vine. You are just the branches. If you abide in me, the works that I shall do in you and the fruits that you shall bear is not of yourself. For the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. How many of you walk around with a branch? And it's bearing fruit. Every day it's bearing fruit. You don't know it's old grapes from last week. It's not going to bear fruit. A branch that is disconnected from the vine has no resources. You and I are tied into the word of God, the living word. It brings forth life and heaven abundantly, and we live over and above because the resource is Jesus Christ. Let me give you a simple illustration. If you go on the outside, maybe on a main street on a highway, you see these huge, uh, it looks like buckets. 
Those are called transformers. From the electric company, they have a, a plant, an uh, electrical plant, that sends power to the telephone, uh, we call it the telephone poles, but the electric poles, and it sends all the power, energy, to that transformer. However, from the transformer, they send us a line that ties right into this building or into our homes or offices. That transformer is the one that sends the power, but that transformer is still tied in to the main source. But we're not connected to the main source yet. We're connected to the source of the plant that is coming from there. Our Heavenly Father is the main electrical power plant. He sends it by the Holy Spirit to the transformer, which is the living word. That transformer now sends that by the Holy Spirit to you and I. And what happens to you and I? The same power that is equally shared among this state or among our, our nation in many different areas, they begin to rely on the source that is coming from the main power plant. You and I are receiving everlasting life in abundantly because we're tied into the main power plant. Jesus Christ came and by him, that transformer, sends that signal by the Holy Spirit. That's the line we're connected to. And it flows now right into you and I. So the power that we have, the power that we speak, the anointing and miracles and all the magnificent things that happen in and through our life is not of you. It is of the source that the power flows through. Everybody got that? Now let me just say, the parents get together, they go to the sweetheart's banquet, December they give birth, they have a baby. So, oh, I just really went fast on that one. But you say, what, what do you mean, apostle? The child is not, is not of its own. The child is of the source that gave it. That's where the parents come from. Isn't that true? Because God brought and created man and woman, and he brought them together. He actually took woman out of the man. That's why he had to make Adam go sleep. Man, whenever God puts you to sleep, know that something is about to come. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, gee. When God woke up, Adam, Adam, get up, Adam, Adam, get up. Adam woke up. He looked, wow. I never saw that before. Wow, man. And God says, that's what we're going to name a woman. <laughs> Meaning, drawn out from man. Was taken out from man. Was taken from the closest to his heart. That's why we begin to embrace all the time. Know this, we need to embrace the word. Jesus Christ set the per perfect example. So we need to be spiritually mature. We need to grow. There's always another level. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Progress, progress. Maybe before some of you slept tonight, last night, you had in the thoughts, or you begin to pray about waking up early and preparing yourself and your family to come to the house of worship. 
And you found yourself doing this periodically, from one week to another week, from another week to another month, from another month to another month, and all of a sudden, 216 passed. Now you enter the new year, 2017, and you're still doing what you have started before. You have already progressed. In other words, you're not fighting the same demon that used to hinder you then. Now you have overcome that demon. Now when you have overcome that demon, Satan puts other demons that are bigger and stronger. But the more stronger you get, the more demons try to come your way. It's all it's trying to do is do what John 10.10 10 says. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy you. But Jesus says in the same verse, I come that you might have life and have it more uh, abundantly. God wants you and I to flourish in understanding what revelation and clarity God has for you and I. Do you know that you have progressed? When you first came, maybe you didn't know a few people, but today you practically know half or more of the leadership. When you first came, you weren't used to with some of our worship songs. Some of you are like, wow, I didn't know they have disco in church. That's what the anointing does. It gives you a fresh and vibrant start. How many of you feel like you just want to dance when they're singing songs? Dance. Worship the Lord. You feel like coming to the altar and, and just falling before God. Come and fall before God. That's what worship is. Worship is messy. Sometimes you look more ugly when you worship. I mean, your wig go crooked, your eyelash... Your eyelash end up on your nose. See, like the guys, we just come as we are. We just shake them off. We'll go to church. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The guys, they're nice and groomed. Look up here for a moment. Okay. All right. You, you caught my drift. So God is doing something great in your life and in my life. But you need to take the time to let God do what he does best. He said examples and illustrations. You must understand that you have already progressed. You've made it. You accomplished a few things. Keep going forward. Dear brothers and sisters, know that the pattern of your lives should be done like mine, Apostle said, Apostle Paul, and learn to follow those examples. The Apostle Paul said, the pattern of your life, be an example of the believer. Pattern means to form oneself according to the plan that he has made. Patterns means to form oneself according to the plan that he has made. It also means to follow what has been already done and completed. To follow what Christ Jesus has already done. And then it is already completed. Follow means to play, pay close attention and to go after taking one step at a time. That's what it is. Just one step. Just one step. Just one step. Can you tell that to your neighbor? Say that to your neighbor. Just one step. Many of us can get caught up in trying to lose weight 
a 50, well, let's take away weight because, again, it's almost lunch. Uh, let's say you just started a new apprenticeship and you can see the success of your supervisors or the management of the company. So let's just say that in your mind and in your heart, you want to get to that level. But what you need to realize is what they went through to get to where they are today. It might have taken them three years, five years, 10 years, maybe 20. And you just started today. And you want to already achieve those goals and become the boss tomorrow. Those things may not happen immediately. But if you follow the pattern of that supervisor, if you follow that pattern of the management of that company, or the CEO, the owner, if you follow that pattern and you know what they had to go through to get to where they are, then it might challenge you and you might say, well, geez, I don't think I want that position. Don't be afraid of what they had to go through. That's called a developing process. In our marriage class right now, I'm teaching that, that marriage is a developing process. There is no perfect marriage. Next month on the 11th, Pastor Jerry and I make 39 years married. I'm grateful. Thank you for applauding. But whether or not you applauded, my heart applauds to God. Because God brought us to where we are today. Somebody might say, I'd like to be just like them. I like to follow their traits. I like to be in the position that Apostle and Pastor Jerry is. But you don't know what we had to pay to get to where we are today. You don't know the suffering and the adversity and the challenges and the opposition and the people and places and things we had to go through to get to where we are. It's not a quick overnight flick. We had to know how to be drillers, ground drillers, or knee drillers. We had to know how to fall behind before God day, night, morning, at any time and make sacrifices that many of us here today would not even think of. That's our life. And we don't need to justify it to those who discriminate who we are. That's why it doesn't bother me. That's why it doesn't hinder my, my, uh, my participation in knowing what God has called me to do. Because God has called me, not man. God has called you, not man. So why care about what people says about you? Don't be moved because they, you just found out they're talking about you. They were talking about you all the time. You just now found out. So just go like this. Can you, can, you, can you do this? What you're actually doing is you're blowing the dust in the wind. Poof, be gone. Or talk to the hand. If you keep it up, talk to the hand. Talk to the back hand. Okay, we, know, we don't want to. I apologize. I apologize. Okay, let's, let's, 
keep it on the air so more and more people can see that. So what we want to do is realize that there's a pattern for us. Jesus Christ, when he came, he came to a virgin birth, Mary. His mother was found highly favored in the presence of God. Also his father. They were engaged. But Joseph had to be explained by the angels what this was. The seed that was found within Mary's womb was not of a normal man. It was the power of the Holy Ghost that overshadowed her. And she conceived by faith. When you accept, G accept Jesus Christ into your life as your personal Lord and Savior, you're receiving what the Word of God said to you. And you conceive inside your spirit womb. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Why? Because you are found highly favored. People may not look like you because of your past. But God loves you even for your past. He now cleanses you and purifies you. And he reminds you and tells you, you are mine. It doesn't matter what man says about you today. It's what God's word says about you today. You are free. You are blood bought. You are washed with the blood of Jesus. Don't look backwards. Look forward. You remember last week's message? Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay on track. On track means you got to know how to act. Stay focused and do what God has called you to do. So he gives us this word now, today. Remember, be an example. Follow the pattern so you can be like the pattern. Follow means to pay close attention, to go after, taking one step at a time. If I was to call three men up and give them the same instructions, how to achieve certain things, how to become better than they are, maybe one or two out of the three, maybe not all three, but maybe just take one of them, would probably excel more than the other two. Why would I say that? It depends on the individuals as the seeds is, are given today. It depends on how you receive that word. Do you believe what the word is saying? Now you have to activate it. You have to allow it to digest. I know that none of us can keep on eating. We can't just keep on eating. We take a break, right? Some of us take what? You get breakfast, then you get lunch, and then you get dinner, right? Some of us have six meals. We get breakfast, we get pre-lunch, then we get lunch, and then we get pre-dinner, and then we get dinner. Then you get snack, and then you get pre-snack. <laughs> okay, we're getting carried away with that stuff. So when we look at what God is saying to you, how much can you handle? How much can you absorb? The Word of God says it's simple. The gospel is simple. Can you say it with me? The gospel is simple. One more time. The gospel is simple. What does that mean? The gospel means the good news. It's simple. Somebody asks you, what's your faith? My faith is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. He's my personal Lord and Savior. And he can be yours too. But my faith is Jesus Christ came over 2,000 years ago. He came to a virgin named Mary. 
He walked the face of this earth. And at age 12, the Bible says he was now in a synagogue speaking with teachers, pastors, evangelists, prophets, and apostles. And they were tripping and looking at the, the wisdom and knowledge that this young man had. The mother and father lost him for three days. How many of you parents would be that successful? <laughs> okay, anyway. Some of you raised your hand. Wow, hallelujah. May God deal with you. I mean, love you. So when God sent his parents back, his mother said, why did you do this, boy? And he said, don't you understand that I'm here about doing the will of my heavenly father? And the mother allowed that word to stick within her heart. That's right. Although I gave birth to Jesus, Emmanuel, he's not really mine. Because his gender, his DNA doesn't come from her. His DNA comes from our big source, which is God Almighty. And he brought life to us. So what is my salvation? What is my faith? Today I need to realize who I am. I'm washed by the blood of Jesus. My friend, you have no past, but you have a future. I'm about ready to wrap up the message this morning. Please know and understand that when God has forgiven you, he has washed you white as snow. When we had the privilege and opportunity to go in the snow, we were excited about it. Seeing what the snow actually looked like, how it fell on us, we were just so happy. We didn't know how to deal with it, although when we couldn't drive through the snow, we were not ma. We weren't used to with that. We're Hawaiians that live on the ocean. We never saw snow like that in our life. But just to see that beautiful crystal, crystal clear white covered all the asphalt on the ground, covered cars and, and trees and buildings, and all we could look out and just like, wow, this is so beautiful. And then a thought rings within our heart and our mind. Just imagine. We were like this mountain, just brown. Many place, places were dirty. But when the snow came, it covered it all up. And it was beautiful. Some of our grandkids made snowballs and began to throw it at one another. Some, because they didn't see angels, they lied down and they made angels in the snow. Some got halfway through making a snowman. It didn't look like Elsa or Anna. It looked like the snow monster. Just to think, though, how God can look at you and I today and by the son of his blood. Isaiah says it like this. Though your sins may be scarlet red, he can wash it white as snow. If he has done for that, if, if he has done that for you, then don't worry about what people might say. Your thoughts should always be what your father says to you. You are free now. 
You are clean. So don't dwell in your past. Walk in your future. God has greater things that you may not know. But if you give him a chance and study his word and come and sit in his presence, let him do what he wants to do best. He'll do it if you give him a chance. Can I ask you all to please stand with me? And, and while you are taking that stand, can you just give God a big clap offering? I kind of want to wrap the message up by saying this. You know, I always start the message to tell someone, you're not here by chance. And I truly believe that every time you're in the presence of God, you're not here by chance. Almost every service, we have people that come from all over the world. And I'd like to say to all of us today, God brought you in this place. He brought you. He predestined pathways. He cleared the roads and opened up doors and gates and corridors so that you could be present today. Whatever you might be feeling and going through in your life, let me just say this. God knows even before you ask. But my friend, keep on asking. Keep on telling him. He's getting the message. All he wants you to do is to rely on him. Trust in him. Don't trust in man. Don't trust in material, physical things. The theme says strive in the spirit. Everything you gain and everything you have, you saw a picture of it. Your salvation comes the same way. Having faith in the word of God gives you salvation by faith. Heads bowed, please. Father, we just want to first of all say thank you. Thank you for hearing our cry. Even before we mentioned the word, you read our heart, our mind, and our spirit. Thank you for bringing our people, our loved ones here this morning. Every one of us have some kind of need. And we're so grateful that your word says God has made us. He handcrafted us into his image, his likeness given us dominion and power. He recreated and born anew inside of us that we may have a burning desire to seek after Him. So with heads bowed and eyes closed right now, if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior in your life, right where you are, I'd like to pray with you. But all you need to do is signify it by the raising of hand. Right now, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Thank you for your hands being raised. Father, right now, I stretch forth my faith with my brothers and my sisters whose hands are being 
a witness, dear God, to salvation inside of their lives. They've been struggling with many of these things and didn't know how they can get deliverance and how to break out. But Father God, today you gave them many keys to answer that question in prayer. I pray, Lord, as they are raising their hands and showing a sign of surrendering to you, right now, Holy Spirit, go inside.